It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Americans left behind. That is going to be the legacy of Joe Biden, and he clearly doesn't even seem to care. In fact, he's been trying to get votes on reconciliation with tax and budget issues we've been told over the last several days, not working on getting Americans out of Afghanistan. The Pentagon says roughly 19,000 have been evacuated in the last 24 hours. The only problem, overwhelming majority of those are not American citizens. And the White House now admitting, yes. Yes, Americans will be left behind. Yesterday or two days ago, Jen Psaki yelled at a Fox News reporter saying, quote, it's irresponsible to say that Americans are stranded. They are not. Today, Jen Psaki saying this at the White House. If one U.S. citizen was suddenly discovered, you know, saying, hey, I really want to get out and I'm stuck, who knows where, somewhere in Afghanistan or in Kabul, you've got any problem. Would this trigger a diplomatic military hands on deck type thing to get that person out whatever the date our commitment continues to be to u.s citizens if they want to leave we will help get them out Uh, again we expect there could be some uh but i I don't i'm not going to get into it further go ahead yeah we're not we're not going to get into that further yes we expect there could be some americans left behind yes there could be some americans left in afghanistan after the evacuation deadline of august the 31st I, I am asking each of you that are listening to this right now to do me a favor. Please share this with your family and friends. Share the link to this uh, on social media because we need to publicly shame this administration for leaving Americans behind and planning on doing it. Now, the White House also being psychotic said, maybe not psychotic, let's just call it flat out delusional saying that they wouldn't say Afghanistan withdrawal has been anything but a success thus far. Say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, so, and that is uh, bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so, no, I would not say that is anything but a success. It's a success, folks. Even if we leave Americans behind, it is a success. The Department of Defense was caught by social media users doing a PR spin as they sent out a tweet using a photo of what they 
claimed was an American Air Force C-17 aircraft evacuating Afghans, but instead was one that actually belonged to the United Arab Emirates. That's how much crap we're having to deal with. The Department of Defense can't even tell the difference now between an American plane and a United Arab Emirates plane. Afghan civilians board a U.S. Air Force C-17 Globe Master at the International Airport. See, we're doing great, the DOD tweeted. The DOD shared three photographs in his tweet. Many individuals quickly pointed out that the plane wasn't even one of our planes. It wasn't even a U.S. Air Force plane. It was a UAE Air Force plane. It's clearly said on the fuselage of the airplane. So they're trying now to take credit for airplanes that are actually leaving that aren't even American airplanes. And you know it's bad when NBC News' live report from Kabul last night had this to say about what's happening on the ground. Then, if you step back and you look at what is going on, this is the United States after 20 years. This war used to be called Operation uh, Enduring Freedom. And it's turned out not to be enduring, and they're not leaving behind a society that is free. It is only free according to what the Taliban says it will be free. The Taliban promises that it will be free. So uh, you could also look at this as a tremendously humiliating moment of American humiliation, leaving, forced to leave on the Taliban's clock. Humiliation. U.S. forced to leave on the Taliban clock is a moment of humiliation. The White House saying the president is refusing to extend the deadline. Now Germany is even criticizing the United States of America for what I just described there. What we now know is that Americans are going to be left behind, and this is being pre-planned. What we know now is that Americans are not only going to be left behind, but they're even sending out tweets, and they're sending out messages and text messages to Americans left on the ground. U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan today actually sent out a, quote, final message, final message for Americans wanting to leave Kabul with government help, told them to bring their husband or wife, and children under 21 only. The text message that went out to these people from the State Department says, American citizens only. So in other words, if you're an interpreter, if you're somebody else helping Americans, we're screwing you too. You're going to die in the hands of the Taliban, ISIS, Al-Qaeda. Good luck. We hope you enjoy your death. All capital letters. This is a tweet or, excuse me, a text sent to an American citizen. This is the final message for American citizens who wish to depart Kabul. American citizens who choose to remain in Afghanistan should be prepared to arrange their own departure without assistance from the U.S. government. The United States Embassy, under the President of the United States of America, just issued their last alert to citizens to leave Afghanistan or they're on their own after massive PR backlash and only PR backlash. The U.S. Embassy recalled that message we're being now told 30 minutes later. I think the message, though, is pretty clear. They meant it. Final warning was meant. The U.S. Embassy has quickly withdrawn their final warning, which said that Americans who choose to remain in Afghanistan should be prepared to arrange their own departure without any assistance from the U.S. government because of backlash. You want to know who uncovered this final message? The New York Times. Even the New York Times now is turning on Joe Biden because they realize that their friends on the ground in Afghanistan are going to die. The embassy recalled the alert 30 minutes after it was sent, according to NBC News' Richard Engel. U.S. Embassy issued last alert for U.S. citizens to leave Afghanistan or they're on their own. 
Now they're recalling it, but the damage has already been done. We now know what they're telling you is probably the truth. You're on your own. Quote, we sent an email to American citizens earlier that was recalled for technical reasons. The State Department spokesman told the Daily Caller, well, it's already been written. We already know what it says. It's already there. You can recall the email and try to pull it back. You already wrote it, and now Americans know what your intent is to leave them behind to die. Quote, we shortly thereafter sent a revised email, and recipients should follow the instructions in that message. For security reasons, oh, isn't it nice to just go for security reasons, right? For security reasons, we are not going to get into further details. Yeah, I bet you're not. President Joe Biden announced Tuesday that it would not extend the American military's withdrawal deadline, even if Americans remain trapped in Afghanistan. The administration's internal numbers show that thousands of Americans, maybe even more than 10,000 Americans, are likely to remain stranded in the country, and this administration is fine with it. Now, Democrats are finally doing their damn jobs, joining Republicans, calling on Biden to extend the deadline. Although the Taliban has said it will give, will view this doing so as a red line and extending the occupation will be met with, well, gunfire. I'm certainly of the view that we maintain a military presence as long as it's necessary to get all U.S. persons out and to meet our moral and ethical obligations to the Afghan partners is now what Democratic California crazy Representative Adam Schiff said on Monday, the same guy that was obsessed with impeaching Donald Trump, the same guy that lied about the dossier, the same guy that's been lying to you for four years about conservatives like Donald Trump is now actually doing the right thing. The president needs to forget about the August 31st deadline, Adam Schiff said. We need to send enough American personnel, military personnel to rescue our people and buy that way. There are more American soldiers there now than before the president made the decision to leave. Extend the deadline. Get outside the perimeter. Make sure that every single American who wants to leave is able to get out with our assistance and our Afghan allies is what Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell said as well. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Only crazy Democrats are the ones still standing by Joe Biden. I mean, I'm talking about the lunatics. I'm talking about the Native American Elizabeth Warren, who's not Native American. Those are the only people that are standing by this guy. Elizabeth Warren actually came out trying to help defend Biden overnight, saying, quote, Biden made the right decision on Afghanistan. Democrats like Elizabeth Warren, these pathological liars, remember, she's the Native American, right? Continue to support Joe Biden despite the singing poll numbers and widespread backlash on the fact that we now know he is deliberately leaving Americans behind. Elizabeth Warren saying, quote, he absolutely made the right decision. Many of the most critical voices you're hearing right now are the same people who got us into this war and who think we should stay forever. Some are bought and paid for by the, by the defense industry. So let me say unequivocally, President Biden made the right decision to withdraw our troops. That's what she posted. She said, now it is our moral responsibility to immediately admit more refugees and to assure the safety of those who aided the United States through the conflict. What, what about Americans? She didn't even mention Americans. She actually put the refugees ahead of the Americans. She goes on to tweet, as of this morning, the U.S. has evacuated 37,000 individuals from Afghanistan. We need to continue at this pace. Not one thing did she even say about American citizens. This is how much of a scumbag Elizabeth Warren actually is. She's more concerned about refugees than she is about American citizens getting out. And if you want to know what the deep state thinks, ex-CIA director, that scumbag that attacked Donald Trump and tried to put him in prison and all of his family and friends, yeah, the ex-CIA director says it's a good idea to send unvaxxed Trump supporters to Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. That's what he actually said. The deep state is no longer hiding its disdain for conservative Americans or for those who have made their own decisions when it comes to getting vaccinated against the coronavirus. In fact, one of the most powerful men wrote on Twitter that he would like to see patriotic Americans who are in favor of medical choice be forced to relocate to war zones. Retired Air Force General Michael Hayden, the former head of the CIA, and the National Security Agency wrote that it would be a, quote, good idea to send unvaccinated supporters of former President Donald Trump to fend for themselves in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. In response to a tweet about Afghans being evacuated by our military, the cold-hearted swamp creature needed but a few words to unmask himself as a scumbag. Can we send the MAGA-wearing unvaccinated to Afghanistan? No use sending the plane back empty, a Twitter user also posted. Hayden shared the tweet and posted a comment of his own saying, good idea. This is General Michael Hayden saying this. Hayden has apparently no concern for the thousands of Americans currently stranded in Afghanistan by the Biden administration. He'd rather see conservatives suffer along with the humiliating defeat of the U.S. in Afghanistan because this is the swamp. 
the Washington establishment, the Pentagon, the deep state swamp, people just like this former general spent two decades dictating and telling us what we are and aren't going to do. And then all of a sudden Trump comes in, they don't get their way. And now they say, well, if you don't do what we tell you to do again, we think you should be all Trump supporters should be sent to the terrorists and they'll deal with you. Hayden is an embarrassment to the United States military. But this is what the intelligence community is. Remember, this is the guy who had the power to spy on American citizens and the rest of the world in the aftermath of 9-11. Basically, totally trampling our rights. Hayden apparently didn't like what he learned about conservative America while no doubt enjoying the liberties afforded to him by the Patriot Act. And now he hates us as conservatives so much that he wants you as an unvaccinated person to go back on the planes and be under Taliban rule. Don't worry, he'll be on CNN, I'm sure, spouting all of this instead of actually standing up for American citizens very soon. And if you think NBC News is the only one that's talking like this right now about how bad things are on the ground, no, they're not. You want to know how bad it is? Even the Pentagon won't even give us an actual answer about how many terrorists we may have been letting onto these flights coming to America. The international community, but that won't be an American responsibility. And just one more, um, how many individuals on terror watch lists have been screened or found at any of the screening points, either in Qatar, Ramstein, or in the U.S.? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to take that question and, uh, and get back to you. Nazir. Thank you, John. I, I love it. I don't know. I, I don't know how many terrorists we may have evacuated ahead of American citizens. We don't know because we're just pretty much letting everybody on there. Two American congressmen, by the way, snuck into Afghanistan to get a real picture of how bad things are. I think they made it. They, they made a, a great decision doing this. Of course, they're being crucified by the media because they went on a plane in the middle of the night and left and didn't take a seat away from anybody. Now, this liberal whack job over at CNN, Mud, slammed these two congressmen for taking an Instagram trip, he called it, to Afghanistan. He said it's reprehensible. What, because they want to see how bad it is? They want to see how many Americans are going to be left behind? Believe it to CNN to attack two congressmen for actually going to Kabul amid the evacuation to see what needs to be done. Reprehensible. Sharply criticized as too polite. Look, the President of the United States, who is responsible first and foremost for American national security, said the situation is so dangerous that the U.S. military can't stay on that we have to withdraw U.S. military. So two members of Congress, without the support of their leadership, decide that they're going to bypass Disneyland and take an Instagram trip to Afghanistan because they want some eye candy for a bunch of constituents. If I were Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy, I would see this as a chance for bipartisanship. Both of those guys on their committees, out. Done. And by the way... Yeah, you go over there as two congressmen to actually find out and help protect and defend American citizens. And now they want you out. They want you done with. They want to kick you to the curb. Now, don't tack, by the way, Mudd has never said anything like this about the Taliban or Joe Biden leaving Americans behind. No, he's angry that two congressmen flew in and flew out with any fanfare to get the real story from the commanders on the ground about the chaos on the ground and how long it would take to get Americans out and seeing what we may actually need to get them out. And he's angry about it and wants them to lose their committee jobs. This is CNN. They're angry about this, not about Americans being left behind to be tortured, be, be, to be beheaded to be raped, 
to be dismembered. Nope, not mad about that. We're mad that two congressmen, one Democrat, one Republican, both of them former military veterans, decided to go to Afghanistan to see just what really needs to get done and how bad it is. And he says we should, they should lose their jobs. Andy, for a bunch of constituents. If I were Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy, I would see this as a chance for bipartisanship. Both of those guys on their committees, out. Done. And by the way, ask them for the two seats they took out for all their concerns about refugees. What happens to the two refugees who didn't get those seats? By the way, that's a lie. And this is the crap that they'll put out there. This is the propaganda from Philip Mudd over at CNN. This, I mean, this is scumbaggery 101. The congressman made sure they didn't take a seat away from anybody on the way in on an empty plane on the way out. There were empty seats on the plane. No one missed out on a seat because these two congressmen. They made sure they were in crew seats just to be careful. And they took pictures because they knew that this is what the scumbag media would do. They'd be saying, oh, you took away a seat from somebody that could have been saved. The, The plane was not full. I'll say it again. The plane was not full. But let's rip two congressmen for actually doing their damn jobs. What do you tell them? Last thing I'd say, evidently, from what I've read, one of the brilliant insights they've gotten is that the slow start meant that we could get fewer people out than we would have gotten out if we'd started fast. Look, John, I can do oversight from Memphis and give you that. Reprehensible. They ought to go from their committees. Yeah. So let's attack congressmen for actually showing up and telling us what's going on on the ground. These two congressmen. One Democrat, one Republican made this secret visit to Kabul, Afghanistan, and now they're the bad guys. Where they learned that the evacuations, based on what they were told by the commanders on the ground, absolutely cannot be completed by President Joe Biden's August 31st deadline, according to the commanders in charge of the situation. In a joint statement, Moulton and Majir, Republican and Democrat, said their surprise mission was to, quote, conduct oversight on the mission to evacuate Americans and our allies, arguing that members of Congress have a duty to provide oversight on the executive branch. The two representatives were also clear that they ensured their visit would not take away seats from those in need. As members of Congress, we have a duty to provide oversight on the executive branch. There's no place in the world right now where oversight matters more. We conduct this visit in secret, speaking about it only after our departure. To minimize the risk and disruption to the people on the ground. And because we were there to gather information, not to grandstand. We left on a plane with empty seats. Seated in the crew only seats to ensure that nobody who needed a seat would lose one because of our presence. Oh, but let's let's put out misinformation. That's what CNN did. Let's attack the two guys. One Republican Democrat that's actually doing the right thing. Washington, they said, quote, should be ashamed of the position we put our service members in. And they represent the best in America. These men and women have been run ragged and are still running strong. Their empathy and dedication to duty are truly inspiring. The acts of heroism and selflessness we witnessed at the airport make America proud. Oh, CNN says they should lose their jobs. Yeah, let's let's attack them with more fire than we attack the Taliban. The actual terrorists. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting, but it's exactly what I would expect from them. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my, this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Pentagon, by the way, just put out a statement literally a moment ago saying that we've only gotten out now 4,400 Americans and families evacuated. All right, so let's do the math on that real quick. They've been forced to admit that the overwhelming majority of people being evacuated are Afghanis, not Americans. The Americans are totally trapped behind enemy lines. They can't get to the airport. We're being told uh, in messages and emails, this is your final notice. You better get out or you're on your own. America will not save you. Then they recall that email 30 minutes later after massive backlash. And now the Pentagon is giving us an official number now that only 4,400 Americans and families have been evacuated so far. This is horrific. Worse than I even thought beforehand. We're basically filling up planes, but not with the right people, not with American citizens. And they're trying to give us a big number of all these people that have left, but they're not Americans. We were told minimum 10,000, more than likely 15 to 20,000 Americans behind enemy lines. And all we've gotten out is 4,400 Americans because they can't get to the damn airport. And you want to know what the 
Pentagon wants you to be focusing on vaccinations. They're going back to that now. They literally just said this. The Pentagon just tried to spend saying 19,000 people evacuated in the last 24 hours. How many of those Americans? Uh, we're not sure. Well, how many Americans since the beginning of this have you guys gotten out? Uh, we're not sure. They've been beat down to the point where they finally had to admit we've only gotten 4,400 American families uh, members out of Afghanistan. So, so you guys just did 19,000 people and maybe 800 of them or 1,000 were Americans? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Well, we can't get outside the airport. Taliban has control. But just show your American passport. You'll be fine. Really? Because they're being beaten when they show their American passport. And their passports are being taken away from them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we just told you guys, don't come to the airport because if you, if you might die. So now what do you want them to do? Well, let's talk about vaccines. Okay, good morning, everybody. Uh, just- by, by the way, I want you to understand this. I'm playing you from the very beginning. The Pentagon spokesman walking out to the podium saying, good morning, everyone. And this is the first update he gives. Okay, good morning, everybody. Uh, just uh, one more note and then we'll, uh, we'll get to questions. I think you may have seen now we have uh, released the secretary's memo with respect to mandatory vaccinations for COVID-19. He has determined after careful consultation with medical experts and military leadership, and of course with the support of the president, that mandatory vaccination against the coronavirus disease, COVID-19, is necessary to protect the safety of our servicemen and our force. Mandatory vaccination will only use COVID-19 vaccines that receive full licensure from the Food and Drug Administration in accordance with FDA-approved labeling and guidance. Mandatory vaccination requirements will be implemented consistent with DOD immunization program instruction 6205.02, in other words, the existing structure and regulations that govern policies and procedures for managing mandatory vaccination across the force. This is consistent with the department's efforts to ensure the safety of our service members and, again, to maintain the readiness of the force. With that, we'll take questions. Bob. John, thank you. I mean, you walk out there and you have all these Americans trapped, and the most important thing you think you need to give the people an update on before you take questions is mandatory vaccination is necessary to protect our service members and our force. You think that's what people give a crap about right now? Golly, these people are stupid. They're dumber than I thought. And that's hard to do because I have a low bar for them. So our U.S. Embassy issues a last alert to U.S. citizens to leave Afghanistan or they're on their own with no government help. Then they recall it 30 minutes later. And the U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan sent out this final message to Americans wanting to leave Kabul telling them, good luck. Go to the Pentagon. Well, we have breaking news. You're going to have vaccinations uh, mandatory in the U.S. military. That's that, that. That's what people give a crap about right now. Really? That's what that's the that's the update you think people need to hear. This is what you've got to offer. And Jen Psaki is saying, I wouldn't say Afghan uh, Afghan withdrawal has been anything but a success. Right. It's been a that huge success now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. By the way, not of Americans. You guys are lifting out a whole bunch of other people, but not Americans. You've only gotten 4,400 Americans out. You're not airlifting Americans. You're airlifting everybody but Americans. Uh, so, and that is a, a 
bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so, no, I would not say that is anything but a success. Yes, it's a success. This is all a success. We'll just keep telling it to you over and over and over and over again. Everything is a success. It's all a success, folks. All of it. No, this is a success. Kevin McCarthy, Biden has ruined our reputation on the world stage. He said, well, yeah, I think that's pretty clear. Nancy Pelosi just came out. She's angry. Those two congressmen actually went over there to take a look at what's happening on the ground to give more guidance about what we need to do. And both of them are saying the commanders on the ground were telling them, honestly, there is no way that we're going to have Americans out on time by the 31st, not even by September the 11th. Pelosi, she's angry. And, then, and people in general uh, is a factor in all of that. So with that, I'll take the question. When did you learn that Congressman Moulton and Congressman Meyer had traveled to Afghanistan? And, and is that what prompted your letter instructing members not to travel to the region? When did I learn? Uh, around the same time, a little before it was in the public domain. I'll tell you why um, it wasn't in the public. We didn't make it known because it would be dangerous for them. So a matter of hours, but still until they were airborne, it would not have been uh, safe for them. Uh, the Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State, th there's a real concern about members being in the region. And so uh, with the, shall we say, uh, shall we say, knowledge of the Secretary of, the, of Defense as to what the risk would be to these members, A, the re resources necessary to facilitate their visit and to protect them was an opportunity cost of, of what we needed to do to be evacuating as many people as possible. So it's not just about them going to Afghanistan. We're not even going to the region because there's a call on our resources diplomatically, politic, uh, militarily, and the rest uh, in the region as well. So this this is deadly serious. Deadly serious. We don't want our members over there actually telling the American people what's really going on. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. Uh-uh. No, we do not. That's not something you're allowed to do. You're a member of Congress. You better stay home. You better shut up. Right? You better be quiet. You better be silent. You better shut up. You don't get on a plane and go over there and actually report back of how bad things are. You don't go over there and try to help Americans get evacuated and give a clear picture of what's going on. That's not your job. It's deadly serious, to quote Nancy Pelosi, deadly serious. You know, these people doing this deadly serious. Uh, in the region as well. So this, this is deadly serious. We do not want members to go. So you're disappointed in them specifically? You wish they hadn't gone? We I haven't heard what they're, you know, in other words, let me just say, I think my letter speaks for itself in terms of you sh people shouldn't be going there. Well, if, if, if you guys aren't going to do your damn job to stand up to the president, get Americans out, what did you think these congressmen are supposed to do? Just watch over the demise of a horrific decision at the hands of the president of the United States of America? I'm just asking for 10,000, 15,000 Americans caught behind enemy lines that you guys are going to leave behind. I mean, National Security Agency Director General Michael Hayden saying we should send Trump unvaccinated supporters to Taliban-controlled Afghanistan on the empty flights that are going in. So so this these are your this is your team saying this folks. This is 
This is your team saying this. You know, I remember that great tweet that made a bunch of people angry. Donald Trump tweeted out, and this is the type of rhetoric that terrorists actually understand. To the Iranian President Rouhani, never, ever, all caps, threaten the United States again, or you will suffer the consequences, the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. And then he dropped a drone on a car carrying Iran's number one terrorist. And Nancy Pelosi wanted to impeach him over that. The world was afraid of Donald Trump because he was a protect America at all costs. This presence, the complete opposite of that. This presence taking orders from the Taliban. This president is doing what the Taliban tells him to do. That's the true story of Afghanistan right now. Make sure you share this, please. Share this podcast uh, on social media. Text it to your friends. Let them know about this so that more people will hear it. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.